I'm Christian Esguera and welcome to this episode of After the Fact where we get to see things more clearly and we get a better sense of the truth. Let's start by dissecting the news. Vote by. Okay, it's wrong, it's illegal, and we have strict laws against it. But you and I very well know it's been a staple in any election here in the Philippines. And based on stories on the ground and even from candidates themselves, it's only getting worse. With the price of vote increasing, election campaigns have also become even more expensive. And how do you think winning candidates will eventually recoup such huge expenses? It's a vicious cycle and we can't really blame those who have gone cynical and accepted vote buying as a fact of life here in our country. Now, there's more bad news. Recently, the Philippine National Police sounded the alarm on vote buying likely going digital in the 2022 elections. The commission and elections agreed. It's not exactly difficult to predict given the rise in online transactions and digital wallets. The possibilities are just many, even for those who like their vote buying activities more efficient and perhaps even more secure. And of course, we can't raise the white flag just because the problem seems enormous. Tonight, we'll try not just to understand the nature of vote buying here in the Philippines, we'll also look for ways to address this problem, especially in the digital space. Now, be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat, or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFap. Joining us tonight is former Comelec Commissioner Louis T. Tugia. He's also the co-founder of the Democratic Insights Group. Also with us is election lawyer Emil Maranion III, and Fintech Alliance Philippines Chairman Lito Villanueva. Good evening, uh, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us on the program. A pleasure. So this is part of our, um, uh, some sort of a mini-series here in After the Fact, where we try to educate the voters and expose or remind them about the uh, big issues and problems confronting our electoral system in preparation for the 2022 elections. Now, recently, the Philippine National Police warned mm -hmm that vote buying uh, for the 2022 elections would likely go digital. My first question is for uh, former Commissioner uh, Louis Tito Guia. How likely is this going to happen given the, given the context or the atmosphere that we have now? Now, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, it will happen. I agree with what um, I think it was uh, um, spokesperson James Jimenez who said that, you know, you kind of expect it to happen because, you know, politics is to say uh, a practical matter if it makes sense for politicians to expect to gain from something without being caught then he'll do it i mean that's that's how things are in in in, in politics so uh i'm very sure that a lot of people will try or candidates will try to do vote buying activities i term it voter bribery activities uh uh, through electronic means uh, in the coming election. So definitely it's going to happen as far as, you're, as, far as you are concerned. But the, the other basic question is uh, directed to uh, Mr. Lito Villanueva. Hindi pa ba nangyayari ito? Or especially with our experience in 2016 and 2019? Because the technology is not exactly new. It's not the first time that we're encountering this. Uh, well, the, thank you, ano, Christian. The, well, the digital and fintech uh, industry recognizes the legitimate concerns, no, as you said, by, raised by PNP chief uh, Guillermo Eliazar. 
And in fact, it was also expressed by former Comlec Chair Christian Monson and other institutions in recent media briefings regarding the threat of using different fintech platforms and other mobile or digital fund transfer services for possible digital vote buying. No? And you, practically, this is really the, the uh, critical uh, moment in our uh, political history because we are, uh, you know, we will have our 2022 elections or so national elections. No? And we in the digital and fintech industry also affirm that monitoring such unfair transactions will be a great challenge. However, the industry is preparing to take actions on mitigating possible fraudulent and unfair vote buying transactions done digitally by strictly enforcing existing banking rules and transactions monitoring protocols developed by fraud management groups of different financial financial institutions in the country. Okay, we'll get we'll try to get more details regarding that initiative initiative that's very important. But I'd like to ask uh, election lawyer Emil Maranyon. Uh, I think in 2019 you wrote a very long explainer about uh, vote buying. And of course, even if the industry would be able to detect the flow of money, how exactly do you prove that someone is guilty of vote buying or vote selling? Oh, well, essentially, um, while it is more convenient in a sense that they can essentially buy votes remotely, but the thing is there are also like uh, disadvantages. So for example, it leaves behind digital footprints, for example. So must are the... Uh, Mr. Lito might be able to answer this, but there's a possibility ba na matrace kung saan ang galing at saka saan yung patungo yung pera. And second is, there's also a risk, for example, na what if i-deny, for example, na nakareceive ng pera na nadakuha niya yung pera and then that will uh, mawawala yung sinasabi natin na utang na loob, which is actually the basis of vote buying and vote selling na because nakakuha siya ng pera, then he feels obligated na iboto yung candidate na nagbigay sa kanya ng pera. So, the, so, so, so the challenge is two-way. Uh, siguro kung digital uh, vote buying, then how do you establish yung link uh, between the the person who actually sold this vote doon sa taong namilid ng boto at, at saka yung link din between doon sa numero na ginamit sa pagpapadala ng pera at saka doon sa politician. So it's a very complicated way of of proving, for example, yung yung uh, link, especially in a context of a criminal proceedings where uh, proof beyond reasonable doubt is required. So me medyo very complicated siya. Yeah, very complicated indeed. I'd like to ask a Commissioner uh, Louis Tito Guillam, how, how difficult was it to to prosecute cases like this, vote buying? And to be honest uh, about first, it, meron na ba talaga nakulong dyan? Yeah, first, you... Um, I, I'm sure meron na. No? I mean, we might not know about it. Baka may conviction na uh, on, on vote buying because, you know, what happens is that the cases or criminal cases happen at the regional trial courts and usually these are in the provinces. And we approve uh, indictments for uh, uh, vote buying. And there are a few politicians who have been disqualified uh, because of uh, vote buying. But it's not easy. This is a very small percentage. Because, uh, you know, witnesses do not come, no? Uh, I mean, parang may kultura na eh, tanggap na. Kasi because of its pervasiveness, people tend to accept it as a fact uh, in election. Unfortunately, unfortunately, no? Um, now, I, uh, yes, I think Emil is right that, you know, it can have its drawback in terms of, uh, you know, yeah. if you're a politician. But it, it's more sophisticated than that. 
you know, uh, in 2019 or 2016, may mga narinig kami. What what happens is that you know, you send the money to the to uh, to a particular e-wallet to a leader, and then it's the leader that distributes it on the ground. So, um, parang merong ang kwan eh, merong uh, anong tag dito um, um, uh, arms length. Yeah, ma- hindi ma- mahirap i-connect doon sa um, uh, sa, sa, sa kandidato. Yeah, um, actually, and there actually, are a lot of other ways to do it yeah. electronically. Yeah, actually, Commissioner, I think the the principle is the same. Uh, if I may share, uh, this is uh, I got this from interviews in the past when I was covering elections, coming from campaign strategists, mga campaign propagandists. No? They were saying that sometimes nalolo sila ng mga uh, area leaders, de ba? Mga barangay captains. They would give the money in bulk and then they would distribute the money. Uh, to the uh, to the people. Ang problema pag nasulot nasulot sila close to the elections, mas malaking binayad nung nung kalaban. So nagagampangan at the last minute, 'di ba? So in this case, you also see that happening, but of course just uh, transplanted to the digital space, commissioner. Yes, it it, it will, ano? It will happen, it, it does happen. It wouldn't change uh, things. Pareho pa rin na uh, pareho pa rin yan. Pero gusto ko lang emphasize, no? bibili ng boto ang kandidato kung sa tingin nila mag-work ito. In other words, uh, na mananalo sila b- b- uh, dahil bumili sila ng boto. You know, there are constituencies na hindi nag-work ang vote buying in the sense that yung pinakamalaking ginastos hindi necessarily nananalo. Okay? There are areas na ganun. So what is, what, to me, pag titingnan mo talaga ang solusyon eh, make it ineffective. Ibig sabihin, how do you make yeah. vote buying ineffective? secrecy of the vote. If yun ang una, no, it's not a guarantee but yun yung una pag pag hindi alam ng mga na, hindi alam kung sino ang binoto, binoboto ng mga butante, let's say meron ka talagang hindi makita kung paano boboto, mas likely na hindi o pwedeng hindi sundin yung uh, instruction yeah. ng uh, yung bribe giver. Okay, interesting yeah. yan. I'll get back to that later on. Pero I'd like to ask a little bit of a Maganda yeah. yung race na issue ni Attorney Maranyo, no? So, yes. meron din bang drawback to? Let's say yeah. you do vote buying on the digital space. This could leave certain digital tracks, right? Definitely. Kaya gusto ko mag-react ng sinabi ni Emil sa kanya ni Commissioner, no? Kasi there is traceability, no? And there is an audit trail, no? And so, sabi nga niya, may digital footprint, no? So, in fact, yung nasa mag-reflect so sa sinabi ni Commissioner, in fact, there is a limit. For example, for e-wallets, there is a limit of 100,000 pesos. So, pagpalagay mo na yung balak nilang i, uh, yung i-vote buy or yung presyo, is uh, say 1000 pesos so limited lang yung 100,000 pesos na yon di ba so and the good and also if we can caution lang uh, whoever who would be you know thinking of doing this no digitally eh magdalawang isip din kayo kasi nga again there is an audit trail no those trace, traceability siya so kumaga yung ang doing it in cash yun ang talagang walang masyadong trace, di ba? Mahirap kasi dahil nagpapalitan ng pera sa kamay, di ba? Pero pag if you do it digitally, uh, yes, madali siya, pero pwede kang mahuli, di ba? So kasi dahil, again, merong may, limit. And of course, the the banking industry, I mean, fintechs and the banks, would have their own um, uh, cybersecurity or fraud uh, ay the monitoring tools no so hindi uh, mayroon suspicious transactions na magte-trigger kung may say for example yung account ko ay multiple transfers ako sa napakaraming tao and at a given time 
So mag ano siya, mag magpa-flag siya na oh, merong para may konting suspicious transaction dito. So talagang hindi ka pwedeng gumawa ng uh, anomalya no sa digital. No? So talagang ma-retrace mo rin. By the way, I'd like to remind our viewers that uh, this discussion is not meant to encourage vote buying and for people <laughs> to improve on their craft. This is meant to to solve the problem, not to make oh. it worse. Kasi baka nakakuha sila tips dito, especially from Lito. No? Oh. <laughs> Inilimit nila yung, ano, yung transfer, sa, yeah. yung, yung bank transfers. Anyway, Mi, let's go back to the basics. No? So basically, ano ba, pinapar- ano ba yung pinaparusahan? When you say vote buying, what exactly, what exactly does that mean? And how much is the amount? Uh, that is mentioned in the law or meron bang amount at all? So actually, ano yan, parang twin offenses. So both buying and both selling. So doon sa nagbebenta at saka sa bumibili. So yeah. uh, according sa 261A ng Omnibus Election Code, pinapansyon. Uh, ang nakalagay sa batas is any money or or anything of value. So ibig sabihin po niyan, Uh, hindi po kahit piso lang po yan, if yun yung naging consideration mo to vote or not vote for a particular candidate, then that would already fall as vote buying or vote selling. Depende po dun sa kung saan ka doon na sides transaction. Eh, di ba, given that, uh, that that situation, maraming lusot, di ba? Well, uh, in a way, ang pinakamahirap actually na part in, prosecuto, uh, in, in, in prosecuting election, uh, vote buying or vote selling is actually how do you link Uh, yung taong namimili ng boto doon sa actual politician na gusto mong i-punish. Because uh, ang pag-link niyan kasi mahirap eh. Kasi they're committing a crime. So you expect them to do it with secrecy, for example. So tatabunan lahat ng tracks niyan. So that's always the, the, the challenge actually. So mahirap siya i-connect. Because remember, in a, uh, in a vote buying, vote selling, the consequence is not just an election offense, but also disqualification under the law. So mm-hmm. yun yung course, yun yung two Siguro the challenge among uh, politicians and their campaigners is not to get caught because their yeah. pers- their, their, their thinking is that everybody's doing it. Pag pag ikaw ay nahuli, tanga ka na lang. Parang ganoon lalabas 'yan, di ba? There's a related exactly. question uh, uh before I go to Commissioner Gia, um coming from uh, one of our uh, loyal viewers. I won't mention his name anymore. Can vote buyers be set up? And is that a way by which enough evidence may be collected for a solid court case? Set up na lang kaya? Emil? Well, I think I think it's possible naman entrapment or, or parang entrapment operation. I think uh, it has been done in the past, but at the end of the day, kasi is um, mahirap siya i-connect pa rin yung yung between doon sa bumili, nagbenta, at saka doon sa politician na eventually gusto natin mahuli. Uh, because for me, uh, between the vote seller and the vote buyer, of course, under the law, they're just equal. But ako, mas, uh, personally, if you ask me, the bigger crime is actually doon sa politician na namimili ng boto. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and I think uh, I'd like to hear the, the, the response of Commissioner Gia on this also. Let's say you were able to establish that, let's say I was the vote seller, and then uh, I, I gave money for this voter, And I told him, okay, you are supposed to to vote for this politician. But how difficult is it to establish the link between me, uh, the, the the vote seller, and the politician, my principal? Well, because it's not actually the politician that gives the money. You yeah. don't actually see the politician actually giving the money. Now, because uh, no, maraming mga tao yan uh, on the ground, no, probably yung mga leaders. So 
what what can happen is that the politician or or the treasurer of the politician who might not be the politician himself or is definitely not the politician himself will give the money maybe electronically to the leaders and these are very few no hindi to marami konti lang and then sila yung magdi-distribute on the ground physically now iba yung pi- isang isang na, na patunayan ah, hindi na patunayan pero nasabing mga pamamaraan doon even cellphone loads are used for vote buying activities no yung uh, load sa telepono 500 and, and and these are incentives uh, so okay nangyayari yan how about this one we know this is also happening let's say during election campaigns uh, even reporters are being corrupted by certain politicians while covering election campaigns Iba pag kinakalagkad sa isang mga provincial sortie, for instance, or campaign sortie, nagbibigay ng pera, di ba? So binibigyan ng pera ibang mga reporters, ibang reporters tinatanggap. Can that also fall under this violation? Well, ganito, oh, ganito siguro yun. Ano? Yung sinabi ni uh, vote buying is giving, offer, and promise yeah. to give money or anything of value. Promise of employment, grant, or franchise, or any benefit is already considered vote buying if the and and the purpose pag para maging vote buying yan at makumpletong vote buying yan the purpose of the giving the offer and the promise is to uh, uh, favor a particular candidate a victory of a particular candidate or a defeat of another candidate okay so what, yun yun what, 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 so if if candid- oh, what if the person officially is not yet a candidate so my question is okay. does that apply during a specific period only campaign period yes because uh, of under the 19 uh, republic act 9369 definition of what a candidate is a candidate is someone who has filed a certificate of candidacy and he becomes technically a candidate only at the start of the filing of the certificate of candidacy oh, no uh, at the start of the campaign period even if he files a certificate of candidacy four months before. So pwede siya maglabas ng pera before the start of the campaign period technically. That's it. Well, hindi siya makocover doon sa vote buying yeah. kasi kailangan kandidato eh yung yeah. uh, pinopromote mo. Okay, so that's one loophole I suppose. No? I'd like to go back to Lito Villanueva. So your, your role is very important but first give us an idea how big is this uh, alliance, the FinTech Alliance of the Philippines And uh, can you cite concrete steps or courses of action that uh, you guys can take in uh, in cooperation with other stakeholders, uh, including the Commission on Elections? Because we might be talking uh, about this uh, till kingdom come and no solution or concrete solutions would still come mm-hmm. out of this. True. Well, uh, just for the information of everyone, no, Fintech Alliance.ph is a trade organization across all fintech and digital players in the Philippines. And uh, we represent ni- over 90% of fintech initiated transactions in the Philippines. No? Uh, and in fact, uh, to your question, uh, Christian, no, we are about to have a collaboration with uh, the Commission on Elections uh, for the fintech uh, industry to push for a collaboration pertaining to uh, digital voters education because we all know na uh, lahat ng because of the pandemia because of the pan- covid-19 practically we were pushed to uh, towards uh, adopting digital transactions no kaya mas maraming pilipino ngayon ang mas gusto ang digital that's why i think uh, we have to make sure that the filipinos will just make use of digital in good use okay emil 
is it really possible for for a candidate to to run in an election without resorting to vote buying? I know this question might sound cynical or siguro masyadong ano, parang dismissive of what can still be done. But in reality, what do you think? Well, uh, unang una, the, the reality in the ground is it seems to be a very uh, big factor in, in, in a lot of, of places. But as, I've, as mentioned by Commissioner, uh, by former Commissioner Luigia, there are many instances also where it did not work. Uh, I think if you can remember, one of that instance is yung sa isang bayan sa Rizal, where notwithstanding the fact na ang kalaban niya namili ng boto and siya is a mere egg vendor, he eventually won the elections. So at the end of the day, it's still the people who will decide. And ang one thing na na-prove natin is that vote buying can influence, but it doesn't assure the candidate that he will win the election. So that is why we are pushing for the education of the public and sabi nga ni Commissioner Lia kanina, we should couple it with assuring the public of, of secrecy sa pagboto na kahit tumanggap sila ng pera, may possibility pa, pa rin na pwede niyang hindi pa rin i-boto yung nagbigay sa kanya ng pera. So I think it's not a conclusive uh, or it's not an assurance on the part of the politician na kahit mamili siya ng boto, mananali siya. I think we have established that in a lot of cases. But what, what, what should be the messaging when you talk about voter education regarding vote buying? Uh, do you tell the public that it's okay to accept money even if clearly they know that is part of vote buying? Or you just tell them, reject that altogether and just vote based on your conscience? What would be the okay. proper and effective messaging? Okay, ang sa akin kasi very simple. I think uh, ang unang question na dapat yung tanungin is bakit ba binibenta ng tao yung boto nila? Or babalik tayo sa mas malaking question na bakit nag excuse yung vote buying? And as I have written in, in my past uh, article, ang sabi ko nga, the very root of vote buying is really, really the, the fact na mahirap yung tao. Walang makain yung tao. Especially now siguro na, na, na yung pandemic, everyone is facing financial problems. So between the question of of um, between the question of actually being a good citizen and hindi mo ibibenta yung boto mo as against sa may makain ka, I think people will, will have a weightier consideration sa fact na may may maihaain sila kinagabihan dun sa, sa family nila. So in other words, it, it's a it's a it's, it's an evidence of a bigger social problem that, that we have to look at. So ang sabi ko nga doon sa article ko, very simple lang, na it's hypocritical to say na wag tanggapin notwithstanding the fact na nagugutom yung tao. So the the actually the the more pragmatic way of of saying of of restating this is uh, siguro we have to encourage yung tao na notwithstanding kung whether tumanggap sila or hindi, iboto pa rin nila sa palagay nila kung sino makakabuti para sa bayan. And, 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 and that is assured by the fact na uh, secret po yung, yung voting system natin. Assured tayo ng secrecy. So notwithstanding kung sino iboboto natin, the politicians who actually bought our, 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 our votes will never know. So I mean, hindi siya, hindi siya politically correct napakinggan but at the end of the day importante yon ang sabi nga ni Commissioner Dia kanina na we have to make it appear na ineffective yung vote buying and eventually kung 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 yearly yun yung nangyayari eventually it will reach to a point na na politicians will desist na in in actually spending money for vote buying okay that, that's a good point that you raised there but I'd like to ask uh, also Commissioner uh, Louis Tito Gia okay so that's one part of the problem, vote buying. So let's say even if a voter received money in exchange for the vote, 
since the ballot is secret. So technically, the politician won't know who he voted on election day. But there's the other problem. There are certain instances, uh, Attorney Maranya knows about this definitely, the voters won't be allowed to leave their homes. They would be disenfranchised. They were given money. They would be given money. You don't have to go out of your houses on election day. That's fine because we know your preference already. Okay. So how do you address such a problem, uh, Commissioner? Well, enforcement. And of course, well, yung tinatawag na voter education. But it's also enforcement because that might be coercion. no? Because if you perhaps binayaran para hindi bumoto at bumoto pa rin, tatakutin yan eh. You know, this is, um, my hypothesis is that, or this is just anecdotal, no? Bas pervasive at malaki ang presyo ng vote buying sa area na medyo controlled. Pero doon sa mga educational centers, kung tatanungin magkano babayaran dito, mas maliit. No? So, you know, you associate vote buying with incidents of violence. No? Yun ang nangyayari. Nakiging effective ang vote buying because ang kala... Ang choice na binibigay kong minsan sa taong bayan, tatanggapin mo ba pera o delikado ang buhay mo? Unfortunately, yun ang nangyayari. Uh, okay. in, in areas that are traditionally you know, um, uh, uh, violence-prone, mataas ang rate. Yun ang mga kwento, kwentuhan niya. I, I don't have study or to, uh, studies to, to, to uh, make a conclusion. No? Pero parang ganun ang nangyayari. Mas mataas ang bayaran pag... Uh, may violent uh, prom. So what am I um, uh, violence prom yung area? But what am I saying here? Yung tama si Kwan voter education in one way kasi um, uh, gusto mong iparating sa tao ang pwede mo siguro sabihin bakit ba gumagastos ng malaki ang mga kandidato? Eh di ba parang kanyan? Sa, ang tawag namin ako minsan parang uh, malaking investment Uh, ang ang election ang ibig sabihin ng investment meron kang um, ini-expect na return so ang magandang voter education diyan siguro eh, sabihin kung magkano talagang kinikita ng mga kandidato officially as at bakit sila gumagastos ng 10 times more no hindi naman siguro maniniwala ang taong bayan na lahat ay eh, mababait lang at uh, magbibigay ng pera only to get this amount when they work so that's one way pero enforcement din. So I, I, I'm actually excited on sa nagsabi ni Sir Lito that they will be uh, coordinating with Comelec. Probably Comelec needs to re-examine also, come up with a creative uh, uh, regulatory uh, mechanism na medyo may pagka-technology appropriate yeah. uh, that, that they can do. And perhaps uh, Sir Lito can uh, recommend to Comelec what they can do to... Uh, yeah flag this thing. Tapos meron konting coordination sa enforcement. Oh, we would, we would really uh, take advantage of the presence of Mr. Lito Villanueva tonight because <laughs> he's the expert here. There's a very interesting question for you, Mr. Villanueva, coming from Lester Ople on Twitter. Uh, if fintechs have the capability to triangulate the density or frequency of fund uh, transfers in a geo area, might be a breadcrumb for digital vote buying. Siguro, additional question from my end. Did you, was there any indication of an uptick in certain suspicious behavior, let's say during the 2019 elections, that could have pointed to the possibility of money changing hands in connection with the vote buying? Well, in relation to 2019, um, apparently, uh, you know, there have been reports before, diba? but that those reports have not been verified talaga, na parang they, they were never pursued. 
But I think the 2022 elections would definitely be a different story altogether. Kasi nga, mas, ano to eh, mas mataas yung uh, customer adoption ng digital ngayon. No? In terms of uh, yung, uh, yung, 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 ano to, yung, uh, yung kanilang pag-know-how sa digital ay eh, mas mataas. Pero I think yung sinasabi natin dito, yung sa question nga sa Twitter, no, na with because of uh, because of technology, we can actually trace that, no. So talagang makita natin plus of course as, as I said earlier, yung mga suspicious transactions na yan at yung mga uh, multiple transfers for example sa isang lugar ay talagang makita natin. At yun nga gusto ko ring sabihin yung uh, sundan yung sinabi ni Commissioner uh, uh, the former commissioner, no, uh, Louis Dito, na inga part of our uh, engagement with the COMELEC, yung aming uh, gustong gawing partnership with sa kanila, ay bigyan pat uh, ng uh, kaalaman tungkol sa digital technology. Kasi definitely digital could be used either way. No? It could be used for good and it could be used for bad purposes. No? So of course, ang gusto natin dito lahat, eh, gamitin yan sa tamang paraan. Okay, sana. There's additional additional question for you, Alito. Uh, can fintechs also fund a real-time campaign expense tracker per party or candidate? For Actually, it's a good idea, no? So uh, I think there may come one before, no? In the past election, uh, na they were able to trace or to track the expenses of particular candidates. Na parang o paano mo babawiin yung ginastos mo, ba? Or something like that. And in fact, uh, yung counter naman dun sa mga pwedeng gumawa ng ng masama dito sa digital or technology na ito ay yung sa social media rin. No? At kagandahan nito kasi, di ba, of course, you're exchanging messages through SMS, Viber, or any other social media platform. Pero pag na-expose yung isa na mayroong transaction somewhere, pwedeng i-talat siya sa social media, di ba? And that is actually a, a way by which the citizens would be able to police the, uh, the conduct of the elections. Okay, for Emil, Regarding this law uh, against vote buying, don't you think it's time to update this uh, to for us to be able to adjust to the current realities that we are all facing now? Masyado nang malayo yung narating ng teknolohiya, but, the, but we're stuck with the same law. What do you think? Yes. Um, actually, if you look at our omnibus election code, if you look at the date kung kailan siya pinasa, this was way back 1985. So this was 36 years ago. And can you imagine a law 36 years ago applying in the in the digital context? So there are a lot of questions, right, for example, uh, that may be raised. Uh, example is, kung for example, may nahuli ka vote buying, vote selling done through digital means, for example, question applicable pa rin ba yung old 1985 law, considering the fact that it was impossible, perhaps at the time, to think about the digital vote buying or vote selling. So, Tapos, they can raise the issue that in case of doubt, it should be resolved in favor of the accused. So there are so many complications. And the, the, the reforms that we need to insert sa ating election code, hindi lang converge yung vote buying, but the entirety of our electoral system. So uh, matagal na pinag, pinagtatalunan, pinagdidebatihan kung ano yung dapat na amendments yung babaguhin. But I think it's high time for us to actually uh, look back, re-examine our omnibus election code, and try to uh, fit that considering na bago na yung konteksto na, na ginagalawa natin ngayon. Or for example, our election is no longer manual, it's already automated. So ngayon, even yung vote buying, pwede na rin ma-automate. Ma so 
there are a lot of changes that need to be done and hopefully for 2025 elections magawa na to kasi it's it is impossible naman na mahabol by uh, for the 2022 elections I'd like to ask more details about that uh, Emilio we're talking about those reforms for instance regarding vote buying what specifically would you like to change regarding that law uh, for example I've been I've been saying this for for a long time that we need to re-examine for example which of the two vote selling or vote buying are most criminal? So, ako, we have to really think about the, the 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 idea that most people that actually sell their votes are not doing it willingly. I mean, many of them are actually pushed to that, uh, pushed to the wall, or, or in other words, are placed under that circumstances where they have no option but to actually uh, uh, sell their votes. So, in other words, we have to consider that this is actually a a symptom of a bigger social problem. So, sa akin nga, the emphasis, if I were to reform our vote buying or vote selling laws, the emphasis should be on the politician actually buying votes rather than the persons receiving the bribe. I mean, uh, I know it's 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 a bit it's like a two way thing, but at the end of the day, uh, the emphasis is really with the vote buyer because the moment you control them. Walang tao na tatanggap niya kasi walang iikot na pere. So uh, we really need to look at that from that perspective because I think yung 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 expectation ng batas sa tao ngayon is is a bit impractical at saka medyo may pagkaipokrito because ang expectation ng batas is kahit naghihirap ka wala kang makain you are still expected not to accept yung bayad sa yung politiko which for me is a bit hindi siya reflective ng reality sa ngayon because we all know the situation around the country. Okay. Lito, I remember in 2019, the Commission on Elections tried to regulate, uh, although this was not mandatory, uh, campaign expenses online on social media and the digital space. So admittedly, afterward, the COMELEC uh, said there were certain lessons that had to be learned, but much of that had to do with the need to adjust our current policies and laws because that was more directive no? than uh, than mandatory, if I'm not mistaken, Commissioner uh, Gia. No? So, mahirap talagang utusan yung mga kandidato na talaga ipakita nyo under pain of punishment and yeah. concrete penalty to be able to to, to, to disclose your, your expenses online. But on the part of uh, the fintech industry, what particular contributions can you put forward, especially for 2022? We know that there is a batas regarding this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you help uh, us better understand and expose how big the expenses of these uh, candidates are? Uh, well, you're right. No, uh, while there is a uh, you know uh, that is mandated by law, no, na they have to report their expenses after the elections, di ba? Saka there is also a limit set for every voter, di ba? Pero I think karamihan naman sa alam naman natin lahat na hindi naman nasusunod talaga yon, na talagang they just set the amount. Pero in fact, you know, uh, nag-exceed na ng time ng 3x or 4x yung expenses naman talaga nila sa totoong uh, mo lahat, no? But I think the the thing here is that you know the industry has already built their digital presence, no, through their social media platforms with massive followings. So banks and other fintech institutions 
can capitalize on this to further educate the voters on how they can report to or alert authorities regarding experience or observed instances of digital vote buying. So I think ito yung ating gusto malaman din dito kasi yung the voters education effort can be done through as I've said no social media live streaming, publishing of art cards and EBMs that promote awareness to combat digital vote buying and you can do it as well for in-app user reminders and alerts. Kasi alam mo ang pwedeng mong gawin ang napakaraming bagay sa sa digital no especially mobile mobile devices kaya i think yung makikita rin natin talaga yung i think ang dami naman sa ating mga mga netizens no na talagang uh, mahalang bansa at mahalang bayan at talagang alerto pagdating sa ganitong mga uh, okasyon especially in a national election okay uh, commissioner uh, gia i think you were so with comelec then no 2019 yes i was Ayun. So how difficult was it to to actually try to monitor campaign expenses? Actually, baka mali nga yung term na ginamit ko, no? You didn't really try to regulate it. Tama ba? On social media? No, th there was oh, a you provision. really tried to. There was a provision there that uh, tried to regulate even the frequency of uh, uh, of advertising, but uh, you know, um looking at the expenses is not new. I mean, I mean whether they like it or not, even without the regulation, if 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 uh, a political ad is made on a social media platform, then that social media platform becomes a contractor of a candidate. And that's covered by our campaign finance law automatically, and they should be reporting uh, uh, their uh, expenses incurred uh, on them by uh, by the candidate. No? Um, uh, kaya lang, in a 1992 law, na decriminalize eh, yung failure to report but uh, just the same, there is an administrative requirement for them to report all expenses incurred by the uh, uh, by 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 contract by the, uh, on on them as contractors. But this is what is uh, problematic, probably, no. So let's say social media platform. Ano ba ang nature ng business nila? What kind of regulatory uh, uh, power does Comelec have over them? Kasi pag pag uh, yung traditional media no meron yan eh malinaw yan sa Republic Act 9006 9006 is our campaign law no and it gives Comelec the power uh, it implements the constitutional authority given to Comelec to uh, you know make election fair in terms of campaign pero yung 9006 which was passed in 2001 did not envision online campaign or maybe social yeah. media being uh, an ubiquitous um, platform for for campaign. So yun yun meron tayong policy gap. Ito siguro yung kailangan nating i-address at diyan din nahihirapan yung Comelec gumawa ng regulatory kasi no, Comelec does not make laws. It implements existing laws. Kung wala yung law, mahirapan siyang mag mag maglabas ng regulation, no? Uh, so you yun, yun be on the losses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Emil, uh, example, what particular refinements in the law are you seeing to be able to address this specific problem of vote buying going digital? Kanina kaya ako binanggit yung effort to regulate or monitor campaign expenses online in 2019 because that was a big issue then. But if that could not have that if that could not be properly addressed by the COMELEC because of certain policy gaps and certain restrictions in terms of the current laws, how do you expect people now to believe that we can do something concrete regarding vote buying on the digital space. 
Um, one of the things that for me would be game changer in actually tracing vote buying is when all candidates will be required by law, for example, to uh, waive their bank secrecy, for example. So pag tumakbo ka as a, uh, kung tatakbo ka as a candidate for an election, if the law will require all candidates that will waive your bank secrecy, that a COMELEC and any private citizen, for example, can request COMELEC, na i-reveal nila lahat ng movement ng pera from the candidate to whoever they work with or employees sila, immediate family. Tapos the, the COMELEC, for example, can, can actually do that, do the tracings. Actually, for me, it's prosecuting these candidates will be much easier because the problem the problem with vote buying vote selling is how do you trace it to the candidate and and by waiving bank secrecy for example even for example my digital transactions comelec and someone and for example it reveal the digital footprints i think by 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 good detective work eventually we can we can possibly send someone to jail Okay. Uh, I want to challenge uh, si, ano, ha, si Attorney Emil on that. No? Kasi, in fact, it's not just the politician or the candidate himself lang. Because remember, they are financiers of the candidate. And financiers could actually do it on behalf of the candidate. So how can you even have, for example, uh, the financiers disclose themselves diba, as the supporters of uh, a particular candidate? Because in fact, ang, ang gumagalaw dyan, hindi mismo yung kandidato, yung mga supporters or financiers nila na nakapaligod sa kanila. Well, actually, actually yes, even sa ating existing election uh, finance rules, for example, um, ang, ang nagmamatter lang from the point of view of batas is actually from the point from the candidates at saka yung expenses niya, ano yung lumalabas sa kanya. Kung may nanggagaling sa third person, for example, na ginawa niya independently without or at least hindi mo ma-establish yung link between the candidate and the third person then then yun yung yun yung parang mahirap din siyang yeah. makategorize for example yung expense na yon so in, in other words madali siyang pag-usapan in a theoretical from a theoretical point of view but sa practical side for example it's very difficult so what matters actually is from the candidate so uh, even yung sinasabi ninyo na papagastusin mo ibang tao in behalf of the candidate, but eventually there will still be movement from the bank account yeah. ng kandidato. Because we have to take cognizance, for example, of the fact that most most candidates talagang personal na pera nila yung nila. There are very few candidates who would actually depend from donation from third persons. So so I think ako better na lang na may ma-prosecute tayo ni isa than wala at all. Okay. So rather than defeat the whole proposal just because it might not work in one or three candidates or there might be possible loopholes, I think better na lang may, pro- may ma-prosecute tayo or at least may magawa tayo than not doing anything at all. Okay. Uh, before I go to Commissioner uh, Gia, I'd like to ask Lito regarding that. But on principle, do you think that's good? Uh, uh, waiver and back secrecy for, for the candidates, di ba? Para sa so that's a good, yeah, that's would that be a good, good basis for fintech? Would, would that be workable for fintech? Definitely. I mean, it's workable for the entire banking industry. Because no? remember, fintechs would be also covered by the BSP. No? Yeah. So the, the entire banking industry would definitely be, benefi- uh, would be beneficial for the entire uh, country. Because again, at the end of the day, transparency is key, diba? especially in public service. Okay. Finally, uh, Commissioner Gia, basically, 
let's try to talk to the ordinary voters here, no? So, kasi nga, tagal natin, no? almost one hour na natin pinag-uusapan yung vote buying. Baka iba sinasabi, wala naman, hindi naman sosobi yung problema nga, puro kay daldalan lang dyan. <laughs> Pagdating naman ng campaign season, lalabas yung pera, babaha, and then of course, unahan yan sa pagbabayad, di ba? Actually, down to the last minute yan, di ba? If, if I understand it correctly. I've heard this from politicians themselves. Diba? Sinasabi, natalo ko kasi at the very last minute, naglabas. Kumbaga, doon nakikita ko sino yung mahaba o maikli yung PC among candidates, especially in local in local settings. Okay, A- any final message, uh, Commissioner Gia, uh, uh, to the ordinary voter and how they should approach th- this problem of vote buying? Well, actually, it's unfair to look at the ordinary voters uh, for the problem of vote buying because I see them as victims rather than uh, the perpetrators. No? Ang kwan dito yung nagtitake advantage sa kanila, yung nagbibili ng boto. Tama si Emil doon. Now, if I sell my vote, this is just a perspective, very simple. If I sell my vote, probably because it is what I get is worthier than the government. I, I don't care about who wins because wala akong tiwala sa electoral process. Eh. Probably ganon. Hmm. I, I don't trust the electoral process enough that I can sell my vote because there are elections, I tell you, even local areas, na hindi tinanggap ng kahit na mahihirap ang pagbili ng boto dahil naniniwala sila na yung boto nila ay mahalaga sa isang worthy na candidate. So probably the lineup of our candidate is not worthy to exchange a few change for. Now that's a perspective that I would want to... You have to give back to the public or to the especially to the poor trust that their lives will change through a good choice in election so ganun siguro yung messaging no so pero hindi sila ang may burden doon eh comelec to make sure that elections are trustworthy and the political elite to make sure that you know they're able to connect and 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 tell uh, their voters that their their programming government can actually change the lives of the poor for the better. So ganun, kung ganun yung perspective, ganun yung sasabihin ko. At probably yung simple nga, pag gumastos ng malaki sa eleksyon, ibig sabihin, babawian niya yan. Kasi parang, ang eleksyon parang ang tawag ng iba, venture capitalism yan. Eh. Malaki yung investment ko kasi malaki yung return na makukuha mo. So yun siguro yung message na sasabihin ko. Oo, probayin ganito, Commissioner Gia, para very simple yung term. No? For example, during the campaign, ako yung butante, tumanggap ng 500 or 1,000 from one candidate. Pero ang isipin niya, yung mawawala sa kanya pag nanalo yung kandidato na yan. Kasi imbis na bumalik sa kanya sa in the form of service, programs and projects and services, nanakawin niya ng kandidato nag-invest during the campaign. So, ibig sabihin tumanggap ka ng mas malaki as far as government services is concerned, natalo ka kasi tinanggap mo 1,000. Is that... Oo, uh, pero problem... Ano, but ang problema doon na uh, iyan, kwan eh? Yung bang iboboto niya ng seryoso? Hmm. Naniniwala ba siya na magbibigay din... Siya yung magbibigay ng tamang programa na pwedeng ipagpalit yung 1,000 na makukuha niya na ngayon? Hindi, yun nga. Kaya siya diba? binayara ng ganong kalaki o kaliit na pera. Kasi nga, pag nanalo yung kandidato, babawiin niya yun from the government coffers. Yung pondo ng, ng gobyerno, dapat yun yung babalik sa mga botante in the form of uh, services, right? At hindi niya makukuha yun kasi ito yung binoto niya. Totoo yun, totoo yun. Pero that's, that seems to be abstract to an ordinary pe- person in need yeah. at that very moment that yes, the money is offered. Kailangan eh. So, abstract din yung ang alternative is a good governance no but 
that is what the political elite should be, be able to you know communicate to the voters that i am a good alternative and it's not worth selling your votes because i'm here to give you better life walang ganun na nakapagko-communicate by and large so people do not trust the process enough for them to exchange it uh, uh, to yeah. to give away what they can give right agad yun yung aking okay. uh, tingin doon kasi kumisan condescending tayo na vote yeah. buying kasalanan ng mahihirap yan eh okay they okay. are taking taken advantage of Okay, former Commissioner uh, Louis Tito Guia, uh, Attorney Emil Maranyon, and Mr. Lito Villanueva, thank you gentlemen for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. Watch this episode again on I Want TFC or listen to our podcast on Spotify. Now for recaps and other exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again tomorrow after the fact.